Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. For those interested in additional resources or services, such as the weekly planners, online planners for Chrome or Outlook, keynotes, live training, coaching, or certification, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. Now, when you listen to an episode that resonates with you, we invite you to share it with your family, friends, and team members so that they can experience the same type of motivation and results in their lives. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It works on Apple, Stitcher, Google, or whatever platform you're using so that you can get a new podcast reminder each week. Now sit back, let's get started, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you may be in the world today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger. We welcome you to the show, and we have a really an exceptional guest with us today. She is a recognized leader in the healthcare industry and currently co-chief executive officer and president and member of the board of directors of Summit Therapeutics. It's a company committed to the betterment of overall human health. She was recognized in the CEO appointments, 21 women who made CEO in 2022 article published in Business Chief Leadership and Strategy, just published not too long ago. And it was noted in this article that women represent just 15% of chief executives employed by Fortune 500 companies, equaling 74 chiefs, while globally just 5% of chiefs are female. Welcome, Dr. Mackie Zanganath. <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve, for uh, having me here. And I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you. And uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I guarantee you, Mackie is a total delight. It's just been <laughs> fun visiting with her. And this, my friends, is going to be an exceptional podcast today. I can't wait to hear her share her story some more. She's done so much. She was president of EMEA, Global Vice President of Training and Education for Computer Motion, Inc., which were pioneers in robotic surgery, which later merged with Intuitive, Inc., which I held stock in, a very (laughs) successful company. They're really uh, leaders and have done a great job. Mackie was awarded her DDS, dental degree of surgery from the Louis Pasteur University in France and an MBA from Schiller International University in France. So she's fluent in French, German, Farsi, and English. Woohoo! Languages. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's impressive. She's also a published author recently releasing her book entitled The Magic of Normal. We'll have the chance to talk about that today. You're going to hear more about her. She has really some extraordinary accomplishments, been involved in a $1 billion sale of a pharmaceutical process company having to do. Tell us just a little about that, what that was. I know uh, Abby, by the way, because they're another client of ours. 
Oh, is that right? I love Abby Company. I love their CEO, Rick Gonzalez. And it was a pleasure working with the entire Abby team over this period of time. Talking about pharmacyclics, pharmacyclics was uh, an uh, incredible journey for all of us who was working at this company. I joined Pharmacyclics, actually, we invested uh, in around 2004, me and my partner, Bob Duggan. We followed this company for four years, and around 2008, when the, the world crashed, this company as well fall kind of apart, we decided to really help the company. So I joined this company later on uh, with uh, really in a very, very short period of time, kind of for four and a half years, uh, again, a record time to bring a blood cancer drug into the hand of patients. That was very interesting because it's an uh, oral therapy. This way, the patient didn't uh, was not involved to go every day to the hospitals. It was very patient-friendly because it was a high efficacy and less side effect. You didn't need to sometimes to combine with all of these uh, chemo drug or radiations. For sure, that was a very nice process because when we get into the company, the valuation was around 15 million market cap value of the company. Okay, seven years later, we sold it to Abby for 21 billion. For sure, it was a unbelievable organizations with very deadline goals and uh, we hit all of our deadline. It was a very, very speed I can say process, but uh, with a great team, great product, the outcome was great too. So we joined force with uh, Johnson & Johnson in 2011. We worked with them to uh, bring this drug internationally into the market as well. So we were very fast globally to get the launch of the product. Again, um, in 2015, we sold half of the kind of company to Abby for 21 billion. So that was uh, amazing performance from everybody involved. But the most important for me was all of the patients, physicians, that they trust us to uh, really take the drug, treat the patients with this drug, and uh, really helping the patients uh, in a complete different form and shape to get to a quality of life in the longer term. Okay, good. Well, that's a good background. How important is it, Mackie, to build strong relationships? relationships where you trust one another so you can experience this kind of excellence. And when there's a high trust, it's so much easier to work, isn't it? But if you don't trust one another, it's hard to make deals. Honestly, without trust is no relationship on every aspect of life. The aspect of your relationship, the personal relationship demand trust. The relationship with your kids demand trust. Relationship with your co-worker demand trust. And for sure, later on as well, your relationship in the business world with your client customer demand trust. That is something that I, for me, is the most important things in life because without it, you cannot, you cannot move. And for us, it was very important because, as I said, the team, especially in this company as well, majority of my team join us in the new company and summit because they know we have a purpose, a big goal to achieve into helping the cancer patients. I know cure is still a long way to go, but we are doing everything possible to give to the patient the best treatment uh, that we can and helping to 
get them at ease in during this journey to the cancer therapy. So if the patient would not trust us, if the physician would not trust us or vice versa, and that we never not going to happen. What are the most important things that you can do to build trust from your point of view? Transparency. Once you're transparent about everything, that is how you build the trust. Any other way, I personally believe one, not that the one mistake uh, will destroy the trust, but you have to be careful because building a trust takes time. Losing it is a second. So for me is transparency to the edge with everybody, with everybody involved. Yeah, that means you're you're a little bit vulnerable at times, but you're just laying it out there. And But then you also trust in the process that you're going to get to a better place because you are transparent. It's okay. Exactly. I mean, even in a business, you know, you have, uh, I mean, in healthcare industry or biotech that I, I, I was all uh, this time or have been all of these years, the investor trusts you because they are putting their money after tax into your company. So you have to be with them transparent. I mean, it's not because it's their money. I mean, I put my money into this company and all of these companies is, is really I see and I feel what an investor is doing for us. You know, they after the tax, they are trusting us to put the money into the company so that the research, the development and all of that will take uh, to the next level. The employee, the same. You have to be transparent with your employee. You have to be transparent with your partners. You have to be transparent with the patients. You know, the patient want to know which type of drug you are giving to them. I was a cancer patient and I know what that means. And even it's so funny after so many years being in innovation, so many years trying to bring a drug into the market, when you are a patient at this moment of time, when they are saying to you, I can give you chemo and radiations and you can survive 98% or I can give you the new innovative drug and you can survive 85%, what you do right away, you choose for the drug that keep you longer life. So that is exactly how you can be transparent to your to your patients because they want to live, they want to stay longer in life. And for them it's important to just see how you are treating them and which drug you are giving them so they can stay longer life with a quality of life. And that is all a factor of trust. Yeah, it's so powerful. Now I just want to give you a little bit more background about Mackie. She has some background. She grew up in Iran during the Iran-Iraq conflict, moved to Germany, and made her way through college, and she eventually came to the U.S. and Silicon Valley. And uh, wow, what a journey that is, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And it's there that she led the team to this $21 billion sale of the pharmaceutical startup that developed a life-saving blood cancer drug. And from there, as she mentioned, she found herself on the other end of the oncology spectrum as a patient. Mackie is now a breast cancer survivor, and uh, we wish you all the best in that, Mackie. Thank you. Thank you. That's quite a journey, isn't it? 
when I left Iran, for sure, as I said, it was not easy to go through um, a lot of things that uh, happened, like the war, like a revolution. But, uh, you know, that uh, this kind of uh, lifestyle make you tough and uh, make you a survival. And after that, I uh, went to Germany for my high school diploma in Germany. And that was very, very interesting. New culture and uh, new world. Speaking uh, again, a completely new language and trying to adapt yourself in this culture of German culture, which uh, really it was uh, amazing. I really liked them a lot. And then after that, I left Germany to go to France. And uh, there I joined my my sisters who uh, both of them, they are in uh, medical school, finishing medicine. One is cardiologist, the other is gynecologist. And I decided to do dental degree of surgery, but my passion went beyond of dentistry. And even if I had three, four years, I was working in this world of dentistry. All of my patients was very sick patients from handicapped children, autistic children, abusive children. So then after a few years working in this field, I decided to join completely another world, which is a medical business. That is where I, I really love it because the impact that you can have to the society and what you can do is much bigger than just being in the dental practice. So I was lucky that I joined a company named Computer Motion, was medical robotics. It was a brand new concept of minimal invasive surgery with a robotic system. And one of my biggest highlights is when I was working with Professor Morisco for the transatlantic operations, the patients was in uh, France and uh, the surgeons was in New York. And we did the transatlantic operation that was amazing on these patients. And that shows how you can collapse time, collapse locations, and really the performance of, again, an innovative product like a robotics. And then after that, um, I was working with this company and that brought me to California. When we merged with Intuitive Surgical, which is an unbelievable company, and uh, right now is one of the biggest companies, and we invested in Pharmacyclics. That was the beginning of my journey in Silicon Valley from where I started and where I am right now. Okay, well, that is great. Well, let's get into your book. I've had it a couple of days. I've already enjoyed it. Tell us uh, about the book. Why did you write it and what's in it? Okay, the book is actually about me, my life, and my experience in this world, and especially my experience with the cancer. And when I started to write this book, I was in the middle of all of my treatments on uh, chemotherapy and radiations. And I believe after so many years running, running, running in the business world, suddenly, as soon as I heard the word cancer, you know, suddenly your life kind of stop. And it was during the COVID time as well when the entire world has stopped. So all of our life become on the pause. That was a moment that I had enough time in my life. To, and I decided to, to write this book, really uh, not just the journey of uh, what I went through during the cancer and during COVID. It was as well, I just wanted to talk about the company, the company of Pharmacyclics, and how we started this company as a failed I can say it felt a company and how we bring it to a, one of the most successful biotech company in 2015 at this moment of time. That was uh, the reason why I wrote the book. And that was a very good uh, connection to have a different feeling from uh, where you start as a businesswoman into the oncology field and how and how you feel being a patient at, this, at the same time. And the both uh, feeling was nice to write about it. Oh, so many perspectives there, especially this subject of 
having your life suddenly interrupted? How do you adapt to that shock? What do you do? That is interesting because all of the time, you know, especially when you're healthy, you're athletic, you are running, you are doing a lot of things. Suddenly it's like a, now what? Now what? And you are going through a lot of things during the treatment. But the interesting part when retrospectively right now is not anymore what I went through. Is now is a different things come in my mind. And, and that is where I'm talking with a cancer patient or cancer survival. All of us, we have the same feeling. It just is, can come back? Can we relapse? And that is something once you experience that, when it's much harder to think about it, what's going to happen if you relapse, which is at the first time you never think that that cancer will knock on the door, you know? So that was, a that was again, I do not wish for anybody to go through everything that I went in my life, but uh, each part of it was an experience that I'm very, very happy that I went through. Yeah, because it gives you an insight that uh, really is so unique. And with your unique spirit, it really represents an inspiration. And what can be possible? Because there's so many people that have interruptions. It could be the death of a loved one. It could be a, a divorce and something tragic. You didn't think the loss of a spouse or uh, like you had all of a sudden a sudden illness and or a loss of a job. But so the comeback at it and to experience this triumph when you've been knocked down, that's pretty inspirational. Exactly. It's, it's really how you overcome all of the challenges despite of everything. And what is your attitude toward that? And is the attitude make or break, in my opinion, and everything in life? You know, how you want to see something, you want to victimize yourself or you want to really fight against it and come to, back to the service. And that is why the title of my, war, of my book is The Magic of Normal. It's just is when you lose, you lost everything, you just at this moment of time, you realize how I can get back to my normal life, you know, and how I can, again, trust myself, trust my environment and how I can come back to where I was. So, uh, Mackie, what do you hope others learn from your story and from reading The Magic of Normal? I really hope that the people realize that, first of all, life is very fragile and you never know what's happening, what's going on tomorrow. So how you can do your best today and how you can live in a moment, moment of time and really appreciate every day the people that you are working with, the people that you are in communications with, your family, you know, that you spend a little bit time, really you put your time into a perspective that you have to prioritize it. You know, it's not just all about work. It's not just all about family or it's not just about something else, how you can do that. But the second thing that I hope that people realize that, that you should never give up no matter what's happening in your life, you know, it's just is uh, once you give up, you allow something else some to somebody else to do whatever they want to do. But in my opinion, you should never give up. You have to continue. And having hope and having faith is my two messages into this entire book. Oh, I'm so glad you talked about that because we just can't give up. We just need to keep lifting ourselves back up. And that's when some of the greatest blessings of life come some of the greatest happiness. What have you found, Mackie, were the best ways to help you get back up and keep going and 
and not giving up? How did you keep yourself motivated and in the right frame of mind? I believe it's a purpose in life. You should put every time this purpose, another project, another impact that you want to to put into into have into the society. And after three, four months after my uh, last treatment, I decided to join the company uh, Summit Pharmaceutical. And that is exactly, Summit Therapeutic, that is exactly where, again, my motivation come in to just, you know, okay, I went through that, now what? How I can go back and how I can help again patients in any form and shape that I can. And second one was for sure the family. I mean, I have a son, 16 years old, and every time when I was sick and he looked at me and it's very difficult to go through all of that. And when they were, I don't know, he was around 10, 11 years old at this moment of time. So you want to give them hope that life is beautiful. Life is, you get hit, but stand up. And if I wouldn't stand up, how I can teach him to stand up in front of all of the obstacles that life will have it? Oh, well, great. Thank you for sharing that. And thanks for being so open about it. That'll give a lot of encouragement to everybody and certainly including me. One little sidelight I wanted to ask you about Connections with others is such a key part of our life, and and it's a key part of your book. So can you talk about how your view of connection has changed over the past two to three years, and how important is it for all of us in all areas of our life? Connection, connection with people, connection with yourself, and connection with people. I believe is a a two-way to look at it. It's very, very important with whom you are and the people that you have in your life. At the end of the day, you cannot live alone. You need people. You need a family. You need your coworkers. You need friends. In business world as well, you need your networking, people that they can help you to build your business, people that they can help you to be a part of your life and to make something go right with you. You know, So the value of connection for me is very important. How you live your life, I cannot believe you can live it without without people, without friendship, without family. Yeah, I had a friend that, this is like 35 years ago, Charlie Tremendous Jones Uh (laughs) from back east. I loved his quote. He said, in five years from now, you will be the same person you are today, except for two things, the people that you meet and the books that you read. Oh, (laughs) that is nice. That is nice. That's exactly what you're saying. It's the people in our lives they are so important, and we want to choose those well and cultivate them and build strong relationships. Well, I'm always amazed how fast these interviews go. So any final tips for our listeners today? Final tip. The only thing is, uh, I just want to finish it with a quote that I personally love is from Bob Marley. I don't know if you know about it. Just say, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only option. And uh, it's something that I'm really, every day I look at it and every day that gives me a lot of inspiration to just say, you know, you're strong no matter what. You just have to find it in yourself and just keep going, keep going, no matter what's going to happen in your life. Oh, that's great. That is my message to to the people. Okay. So, Maggie, how can people find out about what you're doing? 
Actually, my website, I have my website and they can look at my website. They can read my book. My book is in Amazon and I'm in the company. So if it's any in LinkedIn, they can always connect with me. So I'm always here. If it's any help, advice that I can give, I'm always here. Oh, thank you so much. This has been such a delight to have you on this show today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very, very much, Steve. Really appreciate it for having me. You bet. And we wish you all the best in all the things that uh, you're going to be doing as well. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Looking forward to it. You're a real, real light and blessing. And to all of our listeners, we're grateful to have you with us. It's a privilege. It's an honor. And I know that you've gained some really good ideas today, as I have. I'm excited about your book. Uh, It's an inspirational book, and we wish you all the best. And to you, our listeners, we wish you all the very best today and always. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Your Best podcast. If there was something in this podcast that you felt would be helpful for a family member, a friend, or even a coworker, we invite you to share this podcast with them now while you're thinking about it. Also, remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Now, for additional resources and tools, such as how to join our monthly P performance coaching program, or how to get certified as a trainer or coach, or schedule a workshop or keynote, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day and a great week.